This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Morning, Wendy. Morning, Brad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to hear your voice again. Good to be back in the hot seat. Good. I'm glad to have you back as well. <laughs> so today we're talking about this, the battle of the macronutrients, which actually should be shame. Fats have really been getting a bad rap. I feel like that's a better way to introduce this conversation this morning. Yes, I agree with you. You know, we've been led to believe that, that you know, fats are the enemy. We have to avoid them at absolutely every cost. Um, but yet they are such a vital part of a healthy diet. And we need to look at the types of fats that we're consuming so that we can make sure that we are feeding and nourishing our bodies in the way that they need to be fed and nourished. So let's just, let's just go through that again. Are you telling us if we say we've got to follow a fat-free diet, we've got to go low fat or as fat as possible, or don't eat that, that has fat in it, or look at the label, it contains fat. Look, not all fats are created equal, but you're saying the days of panicking about that sort of thing, we really shouldn't be. Yes, because I think the, the information has not been quite as accurate as it should have been. So, as I said, we, we've been led to believe that the fats are the problem. But meanwhile, it's not really the fats that, that, that that's the problem. It's the carbohydrates and the sugars. And very often, the unhealthy fats combined with the carbohydrates and sugars is where the problem comes in. So, yes, fats do are not, not all good and they're not all equal. So we have to look at what types of fats we're consuming. So let's first ask this question, why do we actually need fats? If you're saying fats are not the enemy, then what is it good for? So fats provide the essential fatty acids that our bodies themselves can't make. That's what that, why they're called essential fatty acids. Um, and our bodies need those fats to make hormones. Um, it helps us to absorb certain um, vi uh, vitamins because we've got fat-soluble and we've got water-soluble vitamins. The fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, D, E, and K need us to have fats so that they can actually be absorbed. So when we're thinking of fats, I know often the, your mind goes straight to there's a piece of meat and it's got a big piece of fat on the side. You know, cut off that fat. That's not good for you. But uh, we still want to, you know, we look at things like an avocado pear and we say, I'm sorry, I can't have an avocado pear. I'm, you know, I'm trying to cut back on my calories. So it ends up being fats because they're the highest concentration of calories, as I understand it, Wendy. So we try and avoid it sometimes for those reasons. Yes. Yes. And so the interesting thing is we, we, we measure the calories, but what we don't think about is the impact on the blood sugar. So fats have hardly any impact on our blood sugar. They do carry calories, but they don't influence our blood sugar negatively. So they're actually good for our blood sugar. Carbohydrates, some of them have high calories, some of them have low calories, but they all influence our blood sugar. Yeah. So, and what about raised cholesterol levels? I've heard that conversation, even around the meat thing that I mentioned a few moments ago. Cut the meat off, fat off the edge of the meat because it's going to affect my cholesterol levels. Yes. So, again, you know, many people have been led to believe that there are certain foods that are bad for cholesterol. Now, I do agree about cutting the fat off the meat because that is, um, and we're going to talk about the types of fats just now. That is a saturated fat, which is not as healthy for the body. Mm. And um, But things like eggs, the egg yellow, for example, avocados, olive oil, those kind of fats are very important, and those provide us with the nutrients that we are needing. And they're not bad fats. Um, we want to make sure that we're eating more of the good fats and less of the bad fats. 
quickly before we start connecting and chatting about the fats, let's quickly talk about that since it is fats versus carbs. Uh, take us through what, what some of those refined and processed foods, what that's actually doing to our bodies. So most of those foods have very little nutritional benefit and they're usually loaded with calories, with sugars, um, and you know there's an excess. So our bodies can't utilize it all at the same time or at once. Then the excess sugars get stored as fat and that's what causes fatty deposits in the arteries and around the organs. And your conditions like non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome can be caused by the excess intake of unhealthy fats but mainly carbohydrates and sugars because it's coated with sugar mm. as well as fat. Okay, so now we, we've, I think you've painted an outstanding picture here. We've got things into perspective, but now let's talk about those fats and the different kinds. As you said, not all are created equal. Some are really good for us and some we should avoid. Yes. So you've got two types of fats that are predominantly bad fats. And then you've got two types of fats that are predominantly good fats. So the two bad ones would be your saturated fats and your trans fats. And the saturated fats are the ones that we were talking about. That's the fat on the meat, you mm. know, the lamb chop and the, uh -huh. the piece of steak. Um, and the reason why those are bad is because they are solid. Um, uh, your saturated um, fats are generally solid at room temperature. But especially with your animal fats, they store all the toxins um, and the hormones and everything else that the animal has consumed or been exposed to. And so then that influences our body negatively as well. Um, and yeah, so they, they are predominantly found in your animal products and in your dairy products. What about something like a coconut oil, Wendy? That's often touted as a, a healthier option when it comes to cooking or frying, for example. Yes, and coconut oil is one of those borderline um, fats. It depends who you speak to. I, I, I still put coconut oil into a healthy fat category, but we also have to be careful that some of those, um, you know, the coconut oil can sometimes um, have uh, negative impacts on, on the body, um, and especially palm oil. So sometimes they're mixed as well. So you've got to look at your labels and see, is there palm oil in, a, in an item? And I think the coconut oil falls into this category category because it is also solid at room temperature um, and so they, the, the definition says that anything that's solid any fat that's solid at room temperature like butter for example and coconut oil um, those are your uh, saturated fats so they're less healthy but um, you know I think coconut oil in moderation is still good for you and I don't mind the use of butter in moderation either mm. um, as long as you're consuming good quality products. Um, the next one I, I think we're going to touch on is trans fats. And the reason why I feel so confident about it, you see a lot of marketing on packaging which, which states trans fat free. And if that's the, uh, a marketing ploy, uh, it would suggest that that would make it was a more attractive option if it doesn't have a trans fat in it. Absolutely, yes. So your trans fats are typically in your bulk um, baked goods. Um, and so they are in your processed foods as well. And um, they are also present in the partially, partially hydrogenated vegetable oils. So we all know that those are the things that we want to avoid because those are really a high risk for cholesterol and for cardiovascular disease. Can you give us an example when you say processed foods or baked goods? What, what kind of an actual food would you be looking at on the shelf and then the alarm bell should be going off? This is a trans fat carrier. Yes. So any of your baked, um, you know, you you go to whichever shop it is that you go to and there are 20 um, uh, chocolate cakes that all look exactly the same. Okay. Those are likely to have trans fats in them. Your um, uh, packets of biscuits that you buy off the shelf 
are also likely to have trans fats in them because they they tend to those fats tend to be more stable for longer, so they don't go rancid as as quickly, and so they can pack them and keep them on the shelf for longer than oh. if you had to bake it fresh and need to use it within a week or two. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, and then the good fats, Wendy. The good fats are your monounsaturated fats and your polyunsaturated fats. So this is where your avocados and your olive oil and your nuts come in, as well as your omega-3 and 6 oils. Now you're making me feel hungry. <laughs> Those are the good ones. Those are some <laughs> of the things I really like. Okay, that's mono. And then what about the polyunsaturated fats? They, so they, I, I categorize them in the same group, ah, sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> polyunsaturated fats are your omega-3 and your omega-6 oils. Um, so those you get from your fish. Um, you get from some of your nuts and seeds. Um, and again, we have to make sure that that balance is right because our bodies need a little bit more of the omega-3 and we tend to be higher on the omega-6s as we discussed in a, in a previous um, uh, talk. Yeah. So, the, But those are still the two of your healthier fats. So this is really about lab, label reading and label understanding. So how how is something labeled? Would we see saturated fats, trans fats, monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated, how, how does it look on a label for us to know what to avoid? I think some of your labels will um, give you a breakdown, but others will just say total fats. I think the key is to not buy anything packaged <laughs> because <laughs> okay. if it's packaged, it's more likely to have one of your unhealthy fats in it. If it's something that's recognizable, so if you're eating fresh and whole foods, then you're likely to be getting the, the healthy fats rather than the unhealthy fats. But yes, on a package, you would be looking for, does it say anything about trans fats? Um, and you would want to see what is the total fats in that. But again, on a label, it, it's, it's, it could be misleading because you don't know which of those fats are good and which of those fats are bad, depending obviously on the product that you're buying. Uh, I can't help myself here as we close off this morning, Wendy. Where does margarine fit in here? And what are your thoughts on that? Mm, I'm sorry you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally don't like margarine. I, I think that it is it falls into the processed category for me. It, it definitely falls into the unhealthy fats. Uh -huh. um, again, I think that's one of the things that people have been led to believe is healthy. Um, uh, they advertise it as good for heart health. But very often the... Um, the base fat in in those products is is not a healthy fat, so it either be made with canola oil or a vegetable oil of sorts. Um, and yeah, so I I personally don't believe that margarine is a is a good healthy fat. Yeah, I've been paying attention to you over the years. In the moment you said vegetable oils like that, I thought inflammation. Was I correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, something like olive oil, olive oil freezes quite well. Or if you put it in the freezer or the fridge, it, it goes uh, it go, it goes fairly solid. So to, to spread olive oil, you know, if you're wanting to avoid um, butter um, or, or there's so many other things that you can use instead of a, a margarine or a butter, you know, you could use avocado. So you could use like a guacamole spread or hummus mm. or, you know, there's several things that you could put on, on, on a, a something that you would want to use um, butter for or margarine for. Um, but if you were to, say, freeze some um, olive oil, you could spread that directly onto bread or onto a cracker if, you, if you're wanting to have a healthier option. Never tried that. That sounds fascinating. I'm sure someone's going to try it after hearing you say that, Wendy. Thank you. <laughs> Good conversation and one that affects absolutely every single one of us in some way or the other. Uh, this is available for you to listen to later on this morning as a podcast. Big thanks to you, Wendy. It's Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Good to connect with you on a Thursday. Have yourself a really good day and a very blessed and peaceful Easter weekend. Thanks, Brad, and the same to all of you there.
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.